Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi and welcome back to the Health Worm Zanzi podcast, episode 93, proudly brought to you by Health Worm Zanzi. I am your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. Ever heard of the term safety parenting? Well, don't worry, because in this week's discussion, we cover all things safety parenting with the help of Chanel Brandt. She's a full-time child protection social worker in the Northern Cape. Let's get chatting. Chanel, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Joe. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for coming onto the platform and for talking about this very important topic that we're going to get into. So it's all about safety parenting, right? And when you hear this, some people might be wondering, what exactly is a safety parent? So Chanel, can you just tell us more about that? Safety parent, let me just clarify. It's a term that we use in the profession, social work. A safety parent is a fit and proper person, obviously over the age of 18 years, who takes temporary safe care of no more than six children, Joe. Okay. But there is exceptions according to the Children's Act. If it's more than six children, it might be that the children be siblings. So the ultimate oh. aim is not to separate siblings. We need to keep them together. In the Children's Act, there is a definition of temporary safe care. If you can allow me just to elaborate on that. The definition of temporary safe care is, according to the Children's Act of 38 of 2005, is the care of a child in an approved place where the child can be safely accommodated pending on a decision or court order concerning the placement of that particular child. A safety parent is basically safeguarding a child yeah. in need of connection. Chanel, when you say in an approved place as a social worker, then do you look at the financial status of the parents? Do you look if there's a mother and a father perhaps? What are the things that you look at when an environment has to be approved? What we basically do is we as social workers screen a possible or potential safety parent. So we look at various aspects like the social circumstances in a holistic way, like who is the persons or the people in that particular household. We look at does that safety parent have any criminal record? We Mm. look at the safety parent and all the adults in the household do a background check on the CPR. This is Child Protection Register. So we check if there's any criminal offenses on that particular adults within the household. There is various factors that we check in order to approve such placement. And I mean, I would think that's so important because these safety parents are now in that role and responsibility to protect this child or children. So it needs to be someone that is capable of doing that. It needs to be a mentally stable person that can provide the necessary safety and protection to those vulnerable children. So now we know what a safety parent or parents are. What is their purpose? I know you touched on it a bit. If you want to get a safety parent in, why do we do this? Safety parents is actually an extraordinary measure that a designated social worker or a police officer use where they believe on reasonable grounds that a child might be in immediate danger. 
maybe the child is exposed to any abuse, neglect, or exploitation. So that is a measure, extraordinary measure that a social worker or a police officer can use to protect that child, to put that child in a more protective and safe environment. Because okay. the child was exposed to maybe abuse, neglect, or exploitation in his or her own family or household. Are there any age restrictions? So, for example, can a child over 18 also be given to safety parents? If we look at the definition of a child according to the Children's Act, we look at children at the ages of 0 to 18 years. Like I said, for instance, a child is a child when the child is less than 18 years. Our focus is on children. So, for example, if you think of the children get put in the care of safety parents, they are now living in that home, you need to feed them, you need to clothe them, you need to kind of take care of their basic needs. Are there any support structures for parents in this regard? Yes, absolutely. First of all, the support structure is, first of all, your designated social worker. So your social worker is responsible to give that necessary support to the safety parent and the child. When we look at support, we look at psychosocial support that is given by that designated social worker. And in terms of materialistic or financial support, there is what we call a safety placement grant. Once the placement of a child is finalized, the safety parents are given an emergency kit. That's the immediate thing. When it's a baby, it's like a formula, nappies, even if it's older children, a food parcel. That is what the Department of Social Development do in my scope of service delivery. And then there is like the grant, which is more or less, if I'm correct, 30 rand per day per child. So there is that support, the psychosocial support and the financial support for that safety parent. Is there any support for the child? Because like you said, because the child is being placed in the care of safety parents, they have been exposed to trauma. They have been exposed to abuse. Absolutely. Is there some sort of support network that you offer for the child as well? The social worker is responsible to continuously support that child because the, the removal in itself is traumatic for a child. And of course, the circumstances that the child has been exposed to is traumatizing. So that child will need that support from the social worker, individual counseling. Mm. And yeah. it might be that the child within that safety placement league, family counseling. Remember, it's a new environment that the child has been placed into. So the child needs family counseling also in a group setting, maybe one-on-one therapeutic services. And the social worker is responsible for that child for the time being when the child is in a place of safety. I want to get into your experience a bit. Have you experienced a situation where, I don't know if there's a duration that the children can be in the care of safety parents. If there is, yes. let me know. Have yes, you yes. experienced a situation where the children does not want to leave the care of the safety parent? Can I just clarify the duration of a safety placement? It can arranges from one night, overnight stay, to six months. If I can just touch on the challenges, some of the children might abscond from that safe place of safety because they don't want to be there. I have been exposed to several of those cases. When a child is placed with safety parent, there is an option. That safety parent can take that particular child into foster care. If they agree on foster care is a longer period. 
for two years. So if the safety parent agree that the child can stay there for a longer period, such as foster care, we can do that placement, which is semi-permanent. What happens when the child or children abscond from their safety placing? You obviously need to assess and investigate the reason why the child has been absconded. Maybe the child wasn't treated as good. So you need to investigate that. And then you as a social worker, once you've established the reason why, then you need to look for an alternative placement for that child. Because the best interest of the child is paramount when you do such placements. So you need to act in the best interest of the child. Definitely. And I think everything you do, that needs to be the main focus. We just touched on the challenges, which might seem a bit leaning to the negative narrative and the negative story of it. Have you been exposed to any benefits of safety parenting? Absolutely. People really open their hearts for these vulnerable children. And with discussions with safety parents, and you can see and experience the love and passion that safety parents have for those children. So like one parent, for instance, told me it's such a self-fulfilling experience Mm. that she had for that three months that I placed the child in her care. And she said, it's just her way of restoring families, restoring communities, restoring society and restoring the world. So we have really successful and passionate stories, inspiring stories about safety parents. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. And I think I can agree to that because, I mean, you are taking in children that are not biologically your own, but you're taking care of them. You're providing a safe haven for them. We can commend those people. Chanel, I've heard of safety parenting before, and I've heard social workers also say, and this might differ from area to area, province to province. The social workers I spoke to were Western Cape based, and they had a bit of a challenge with signing people up. And they found that people that signed up to be a safety parent were already people that were already financially, if I can put it under pressure, They already had their own children to look after, but they've just opened their hearts up so much that they've taken in more children. So those social workers made the call that, you know, there are people that are of financial means, social means, mentally they are stable. They want to encourage those people to open up their homes and open up their hearts. So is there any sort of, I don't want to say stigma to being a safety parent, How can we just encourage more people that are financially capable of doing this to open up their hearts and homes? Joe, to be honest, this is the struggle in the Northern Cape as well. Struggle to find people because it's always the same people that you go to because you know that until that community will take because she previously took three children in. In the Child Protection Week, I'm about to do a full recruitment drive to just encourage people to come forward and open their hearts in their homes for these children. It is a struggle and social workers need to go out there and just encourage people and have those parents that are already safety parents just tell their stories and how these children have made an impact on their lives. So it's one way to go about to recruit safety parents, I think. On that point, if someone's listening to this and they're going to be interested and they want to sign up, what is the next step to take? Once a parent or someone wants to become a safety parent, the prospecting safety parent must have an interest in the well-being of the child 
that is at risk. First and foremost, there must be an interest in the well-being of that child. And then the next step when you apply to become a safety parent is you need police clearance and a Form 30 notification. That is the form that we use for child protection register just to check if your name is on that register. And then a full screening will be done and then you have to complete a Form 39 approval from DSD to provide temporary safe care. And after that application process, this is just the application process, the applicant will be carefully screened, like I said previously, to determine if they are suitable to take care of children. And that is a very important part of the process. The safety parent will receive training on the Children Act, especially concerning the roles and responsibility of a safety parent and how to care for the vulnerable children that may have been exposed to traumas. Children with special needs, so they must be training as to how to deal with children that has been exposed to trauma. If anyone, and I really would encourage people to step forward and let us take hands and build again on that Ubuntu principle, my child is your child, so that we can protect our children in South Africa. Just contact your nearest DSD office and speak to a social worker if you want to be involved or become a safety parent. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzanzi podcast. For more on our safety parenting chat, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a WhatsApp to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we don't blue tick. So there you have it, gals and guys. In the words of Helen Keller, alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. If we are in the position to help, support and empower, let us always but always choose to do just that. Till next time, keep well and stay healthy. Signing out, your girl Joe.